Welcome to Heart Show. It's like an art show, but with words and from the heart. I'm your host, Megan Headley, a multi-passionate artpreneur and wellpreneur, a healing artist in the healing arts, a wannabe stand-up comedian, a Chinese medicine-informed face reader and life coach, a craniosacral therapist, a network marketer, an art teacher, and a lover of the natural world. If you too don't quite fit into a box or have your feet in more than one world, if you love creativity, holistic wellness, business, relationships, nature, and, well, everything in between, then this podcast is for you. It is my passion to inspire others to embrace who they truly are, to turn their dream life into a reality, and to live straight from the heart. Let's begin. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Heart Show Podcast. I haven't done a podcast for almost a month, actually a little bit over a month, now that I think about it, because in the time uh, since that last podcast, we moved out of New Mexico, spent time in Florida, and we're now in California. And I just so happened to be sitting with the world-famous Janice Stanger, who is my grandmother, and the mother to three wonderful children and many other things. And we are pretty excited to talk about anything and everything that comes up. Hopefully it will inspire you, make you have a laugh or two, and just hear the wisdom from the great Janice Stanger. Grandma, did you want to say anything just to say hello? I'd like to say hello to all of you people out there that are listening to this podcast. I feel very excited and very honored to be interview today. I thank Megan for that. Wonderful. Well, I wouldn't be here without you, quite literally. So this is what it's about. (laughs) So Grandma, we're just going to kind of go with the flow. And I would love to hear, as a start, would you tell us like a little bit about what you did uh, with your career in your life, kind of some of the different jobs that you had? Yes. I've been very fortunate to try several things. I actually ended up being a teacher and a principal for about 33 years. And before that, I just had many, many other different types of office jobs and uh, sports jobs. I just kind of did a lot of different things until I finally graduated from college. And then I was on the road for my career. That's amazing. And we have so many good teacher stories in our family. Some of them involve humor. Some of them involve wigs. Some of them <laughs> involve, <laughs> some of them involve uh, just very inspiring things and many students that you, that you motivated throughout their life. So would you tell us, just because we were talking about it the other night, maybe a couple of the favorite subjects that you taught? Yes. I was very fortunate to teach some of my very favorites. I was able to teach drama for several years and put on several productions in our school. And it inspired children, it motivated them. Young children that couldn't even read certainly learned their parts. Mm -hmm. So it was motivating for me and for them. And along with that, I taught speech. So it kind of all went together. That's pretty cool. And do you remember one of the tricks Do you happen to remember one of the tricks? It's okay if not. (laughs) She's making a face. (laughs) 
So you would tell people to prepare for their speeches or drama theater? Oh, I would. I would say just memorize most of the words, just main words, and then get up. Don't look at one person. Look at the back wall like you're looking at people Mm -hmm. and just be comfortable. I love it. That's a great tip. And you know what? That's still applicable for anyone to this day. So, Grams, is there any funny story that comes up for you? If it doesn't, we can get to it later. But anything funny that comes up to you just off the top of your head? (laughs) Well, (laughs) Speaking of the top of your head. (laughs) Speaking of the top of my head, I do have a story that I tell all my grandchildren. I wore a wig one day to school, and I could see all those little boys in the back just talking around and... I just knew that they were going to send someone up to just take that wig off my head. So I thought very quickly, and I thought, I've got to do something. So I said, does anyone in this classroom think I have a wig on? Their eyes were as big as saucers, and they looked at me. And I said, you know, I do. And I took off the wig and threw it across the room. (laughs) And never again did I have a problem with a wig if I wore it. And you know what? Wear that wig proudly. But these days, you don't wear as many wigs. But I will say, if anyone pulls off a wig well, it has been the great Janice Stanger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (laughs) Okay. Thank you for that story. We got a little bit of uh, a mix of things there. And let's back up a little bit. I'd love to hear, like, where you grew up and, you know, where your parents came from and just a little bit of your your background. Okay, I can tell you that. My parents, um, my mother came from, her family was from Germany and Austria. And my father's family came from Croatia. So I am Yugoslavian and German by my parents. I grew up in the little town of San Pedro, which was a little fishing town, and it was very, very unique, and every language. We had every language spoken there, so it was very metropolitan. Uh, In the middle of my probably 10th, 11th year, my parents built a home uh, out of San Pedro where we had 15 acres. Oh, wow. So I grew up with Horses, chickens, ducks, dogs, and cats. (laughs) I was most fortunate to have my own horse, be able to ride. Some days I even rode to school, and I got to do horse shows and different horsing events, and it was just a wonderful, wonderful and fortunate and lucky way to grow up. That's so beautiful, and this is why I was so excited to interview you because I forget about these certain details. I didn't even know you did horse shows which, uh, like you were doing riding and tricks and that type of thing? Uh, Mainly horse shows to have the performance of the horse. I rode Western as well as English. Wow. I can just picture you in that cute horse outfit looking great. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) Uh, That's such a beautiful way to have an upbringing. So So you did that through your like kind of high school years that you lived Uh, out there? Actually, no, because my parents moved back to our little town of San Pedro when I was in the 10th grade. And they built, my father was very uh, energetic and creative and he wanted to build another home. So we bought some more acreage. We bought a home there. And horses really were 
very prominent in that area. And I entered high school. I had no friends with horses. And sadly enough, I kind of quit my horsemanship during those high school years. Then I got interested in drama. So then I was going to be a movie star, probably. <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> and that, then what happened? You just you Well, did... I graduated from high school. I never did get back to horses again. And like you, Megan, you and Chris, that were fortunate enough to just have horses on your property, I was envious of you the yeah. whole time you were in New Mexico. Well, the wonderful thing about you and animals, though, is you never stopped caring for animals. In my life, you've had dogs, cats, you've had, and then you worked, you were telling us today that you worked at a place called the Living Desert in Palm Desert, where you now live, and you want to say a little bit about that, because I think that was one of those kind of great animal connections. When I moved to Palm Desert, I had just retired from teaching. And I felt I needed to do something. And there's a place here that's very famous. It's a um, replica of animals that live in the deserts and plants that are grown in the desert. And it's a place that they plan to keep the regrowth of the plants and keep as many animals as they can that come from different parts of the world. I was fortunate enough to be a docent and take children around uh, to the different venues that we had. And I learned a lot myself about plant life in the desert. Amazing. I love hearing about your time at the Living Desert. Now, let's go back in time a little bit here. And I'd love to hear, because people, this is, after all, called Heart Show. And what does heart have to do with love? And people love to hear about love. So I want to hear what was the story of you meeting who my sister and I call Pata, but your husband, a.k.a. our uh, late grandfather. How did you meet him? That was a very interesting story. I was just starting a semester of college, and I was changing classes, and so I was going into a class that had already started the day before. Where did you go to college again? Well, I went to my first year was to a junior college. Mm -hmm. And so I walked into the classroom and the professor said, is there any place that we can find for this young lady? And someone said, she can sit here by me. (laughs) And that was the beginning of our love affair and friendship. Thomas O'Toole or Tom. Tom O'Toole. Does he Thomas or Tom? Tom O'Toole. Which, if you can't hear in the name, is a very Irish family. So Grandma quickly jumped into uh, what became Irish pride, we would call it, <laughs> in an early part of her life. So what was, that, what was that like? You dated for a while. When did you get married? What was that story? Well, we dated uh, through most of college. And then I got, we got married in my third year of college. And um, I then went on to finish while mm-hmm. I was married. What do you think was, what are a couple of things you loved most about Tom O'Toole? <laughs> she's, she, she's gonna, might have to think about he that He was one. a great father. <laughs> he was a great father. He uh, was very intelligent. Uh, we had a very good time together, traveling together. Was very good years with Tom O'Toole. Yes. 
said with said with the a whole history of life lived there. We don't know, we don't have to go there, but eventually you did end up parting ways, but it wasn't without many good years and what what came from your marriage? Was it perchance three children? Oh my goodness. How lucky I was. I would have to thank Tom O'Toole the most for my three children. I have the most marvelous children. And because of them, I have marvelous grandchildren. But I have um, a son that is an entrepreneur. I have a daughter that went to the Olympics. I have a, another daughter that has a wonderful family and has done a lot of volunteer in her life. I am very lucky with my family. Blessed, blessed, I should say. Thank you, Grams. Well, our family loves you. And I really think, like, you have these, an entrepreneur, Uncle Mike, who just goes on and creates anything and everything business-wise and has created restaurants and this type of thing. We have, in the gondolas in Long Beach, you then also bore an Olympian, Aunt Mo. And then also just my mother, Aunt Col- well, Colleen, not Aunt Colleen, who is just an incredible person, giving, loving, all of this stuff. And guess what? They, they really got all that from you. And so I just think, like, what were some of the values that you had? Oh, thank you, Megan, for saying that. Of course. I hope that I did give them good values of honesty, forgiveness, going, striving for your goals, and never giving up and doing the best you can in whatever you endeavor. Oh, wow, and you made, even made a poem there, <laughs> whatever you endeavor. I love it, Grandma. Well, I wanted to ask, we're gonna take it another direction here. Let's see where it goes. When you look back at your life, which I know there's so many more years to live, but we're reflecting back to inspire people. What would you say we're just going to go and see what comes up here. What would you say is one piece of advice you have for people in pursuing their life goals? I would say to set your life goals as soon as you can and realize that that's what you would like to achieve in life and then move ahead with that. It may take a year. It may take 20 years, but never give up. It's always there. You're always moving forward, and you will be successful with whatever the outcome may be. I love that. And when you think of, like, one goal that you achieved in your life, can you think of one that really pops out to you that you're very proud of, maybe one that was challenging, but you made it through? Probably my master's program. (laughs) (laughs) I was getting divorced and very upset at that particular time. And I decided I needed something to challenge myself to think in another direction rather than feel sorry for myself at that time. So I stuck out and um, completed. I went weekends to school and I did it. And I'm very proud of the fact that I completed that. That's amazing. At the same time that you were supporting children, and I guess they were, they were getting older. We have a dog in the background, so you may occasionally hear a nice snore. <laughs> uh, I think that's really beautiful. And we were also talking, we've been talking lately also about some of your favorite travels. You've been able to travel a lot. I'd love to hear maybe a place that 
you, what are your favorite places and what you loved about it? I was very lucky to be able to travel. I started out with the um, National Water Polo Team that my daughter was on. And so every summer I was their manager. So I was able to travel to foreign countries that people would not be taking a vacation to. So I got to see different parts of Hungary, Poland, and uh, Amsterdam. It was, it was just very exciting. I also, in my later life, was able to travel to Africa my very favorite place in the world. It was a bucket list, and I accomplished that. I loved Alaska, and I love Italy, and any other country that I've been to. <laughs> my favorite thing about Grandma is every single place she's traveled to, be it local or international, she says, I'm moving here. I'm going to live here. <laughs> <laughs> I always did do that. And uh, I think I have a little bit of that, too. Oh, cheapers. What happened? Okay, this is a very uh, low-key podcast as far as how my edits go, so you heard a little bit of a challenge there. I was trying to stop it, and I couldn't. (laughs) But now we're jumping into some more thoughts that Grandma wanted to share and kind of like the stage that she's at in life now, and she is a very young 80... Six. Six, we're just going to say. Maybe she's 33, but we'll say 86 today. And she just has some thoughts that kind of came up about things she'd like to share. As you age in life, you kind of look back and see what you've accomplished and what you have done and what you might still want to accomplish. And there's always a few things you still want to do. But I think what you do as you are older, you have your grandchildren. I have three great-grandchildren. Being with my family is probably the most important thing that I can do at this particular time. Sharing their lives, sharing their families. I've enjoyed that very much. That's really beautiful. Thank you, Grandma. And this is kind of a common question people ask, and I think I know the answer. But when you think back, do you feel like there are any regrets you have, or do you not really think that way? There's always regrets. You always wished you could have done more. Maybe you could have done more for humanity. Uh, You could have stepped up to the plate in some areas. I can't reflect back now, but I'm sure there were many things that I did not accomplish. If I could go back, I would try. I love it. But on the other side of it, are there things that maybe... Here's a way to ask it. Things, I feel like looking back, you've had some really beautiful, amazing times in your life, but one of the things that everyone notes about you is what a positive perspective you have going through challenges. And I think you've gone through quite a bit of loss in your life. Obviously, you're 86 and you've lost a lot of friends. You've lost a few partners. <laughs> and that's been challenging, but I'm always amazed at the the spirit that you keep and the I feel like you keep quite the joy. How do you get through these times of loss and grief? You have to be very positive in your thinking. We all have griefs in our life, and you could let that overcome you. But you can't do that. You have to look forward and realize that that was meant to happen at a particular time. That was part of your life plan, 
and whether it be my plan or God's plan, mm -hmm. it was a plan. Mm -hmm. And you always have to stay positive. Once you lose that positiveness, your life can fall in very destructive directions. Mm -hmm. Always stay positive. Look at the good side. There's always a good side to every day mm -hmm. of your life. And that reminds me of one of the things you've told me when I've gone through challenging things in life or things that have ended. And you say, your favorite saying, when, I think it's one of your favorite sayings, when one door closes, two more open. Or sometimes you say three more open. I hope, four. <laughs> four or five. <laughs> and that's something that I have to say, like, um, looking back, even back, I was thinking recently, the reason I'm in what is now an eight-year journey of studying acupuncture is in big part because of my grandma. She got acupuncture years ago in Hawaii before anyone thought it was the cool thing to do. And one summer, I was really struggling. I had finished my master's degree in art, but I was a year after that, and I didn't really know what my next step was. I felt pretty lost. And I was in the desert with her, visiting her, and I think, pretty sure, you just looked at me and said... I think you should study acupuncture. And it was like the permission I needed. My grandma basically gave me that permission. And then I went off and found my first school. And I just think that you've been probably, a, more than you know, you've been a very important voice to people going through challenges. Isn't it kind of interesting to think of like how many times you've maybe redirected a person's life without even knowing it? I hope I have. I hope I have. I remember, Megan, with you, you were really struggling with what you were going to do. And that day we talked about acupuncture and you and I believed the same thing. And I said, I think you should go for it and look at you now. Look at me now. I'm still working on it eight years later. <laughs> I don't have to say it. <laughs> don't put that in there. Erase it. Oh my God. But you also have taught me strength and resilience, so I'm not erasing that part. <laughs> okay, keep on going. You're yeah, going to make still it. Still going two, two schools later. I, I think that, you know, you had that desire. It right. just took a little longer. Two different things that happen in life. Some of us can just go right through and get to the top. And others have to climb a little ladder. It takes a little while. Yes. But we all can get to the top if we have that desire. It's all, desire is so true. Which reminds me a little bit, you've told me recently you're reading, um, you've been reading and really liking the book, The Secret, right? What do you love about, like, I'm just kind of curious, because you've always had this, this perspective of going after what you want and having that desire and believing in these types of things. And what, is, what are some of your favorite things about that book, The Secret? If you haven't read The Secret, I suggest you read it. <laughs> it probably will be the most changing thing that you will read in your life. It is all positive thinking for yourself. And whatever direction you want to go, each day you need to wake up and think about a positive thing that you want to accomplish that day. And believe me, you will be able to. It's a wonderful book for anyone, anyone at any place in life mm -hmm. to read. This is true, and I think, you know, I've been reading different things like The Secret, and currently I'm reading a book called The Magic, which is comes from The Secret, and it's all about gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. 
And that gratitude practice can really, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be following a 28 day thing and I'm still on day one, two weeks later, <laughs> but I'm still enjoying it. And I think that, yeah, that really helped me. Like I would say what's helped me is going to therapy and getting healing, getting acupuncture as far as my mental health goes. But actually, once I started shifting my mindset, that was a whole nother level of healing. And that's something that these types of books can really help you with is just having a new perspective, being able to... Definitely, Megan, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I, 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 I'm so happy that you were going in that direction. You too, Grandma. I know. <laughs> I will never not stop. I will keep on with that. Yeah, you got it. Head. I want to... This, you may not like that I'm bringing this up, but I thought that there could be some lessons in here. So maybe eight years or so, grandma kind of got, had a surgery, was it eight years ago? A surgery that didn't go so well. And she's since had some challenges with walking. Obviously she's right here. Her mental capacity and her vitality is strong, but she's had some challenges with walking and that changed her life and had her go through some challenges. And yet she continues to be you know, such a amazing role model and she's still living her life and she still has friendships and inspiring other people and encouraging people. And I thought maybe you could talk about like what was challenging about that, the hard part, but maybe also if there were any blessings in disguise with it. I know it's tough. It's a difficult question and a difficult subject to talk about. I have been challenged with my health. I <laughs> always was healthy, athletic, do anything always moving fast and, through and, the world you know I've had to stop and slow down and I decided maybe that was what was meant for me for a while I've had to reflect a lot on a lot of things in my life but I have never stopped thinking that I'm not going to get better it's just take a little bit more time than I thought but I'm going to be there so that's what you have to do with whatever challenge you have in life I give you right. that advice I love that. And that goes into what you're talking about. It's just really, I think when, whenever we go through a challenge, as long as we have a sense of hope and a vision that we're going toward, no matter how long it takes, that's the thing that helps us through it. Because if not, we would all get caught in despair. We'd get caught. And of course, like it's normal and good to feel sad and to cry and to go through the challenges. But as long as you have that, knowing that things happen for a reason, that there's a way to get through, well, you can really get through almost anything. Yes, you can, Megan. And our family knows that. Through <laughs> we all do. The challenges we've been through. It's true. And I would hope that our little discussion today would help other people think in the direction that we think. I love that. Okay, I have a couple more questions for you, and we're definitely going to have to have you on for more interviews from the wisdom of Janice Stanger, which there's a lot. There's a lot of stories that I have gotten from Grandma, and I'd like to record them. But the uh, first question I have is when you think of your childhood, I want to hear just a favorite memory that pops up out of the blue. What is, what's something that comes up as a memory that brings you a lot of joy? Probably my relationship with animals mm -hmm. and horses. I'm still a, very much of an animal lover, always will be, always want to be surrounded by animals. They're, they're wonderful gifts that we are able to share with. And I hope everyone listening has an animal. <laughs> you currently, you, you recently lost the beautiful Molly about a year ago. Molly is the sweetest little dog grandma had. 
But now you also have Lulu the cat. Tell us a little bit about Lulu the oh, cat. Thank goodness I have Lulu. Lulu is a ragdoll cat, very much like a dog. So thank goodness I have her. She talks to you. She yells at you. <laughs> she does what she wants. But still, she's close to me. Yeah, she's the I sweetest. I always would recommend a ragdoll cat if you have that opportunity. <laughs> Even though there's lots of other good ones. Of course, of course. And, okay, another question. It just came to me. One time you and I were driving through, because Grandma lives quite close to Joshua Tree National Park. We were taking a drive on a 113-degree day through <laughs> Joshua Tree National Park. And I was kind of interviewing her back then on video before I had a podcast. This was like four years ago. This was a long time ago. Uh, but I was interviewing Grandma, and I remember this because it was such a good story. You were telling me, about how you like to set New Year New Year's sorry I have a cold here <laughs> New Year's resolutions with Grandpa Norm. I remember you talking about how you two would plan for the year and like do you remember that topic? I do. I I'd do. love to hear if you could remember what you like to say there. Well, he had an idea and it was his idea. This is my second husband, who was an avid traveler, artist, and. Very, very nice man. But he had goals, and he gave them to me, and I will give them to anyone else. When you have something planned, we would take start in January. And, you know, you always say, we're going to go here. We're going to take this camping trip. We're going to do this. We're going to buy this. We're, you have all kinds of goals that you set, but you don't write them down. Mm -hmm. And we wrote ours down in time frames. So that in this three months, we were going to do this. We were very fortunate. We had a home in Hawaii. And so we had to plan what time of year we could do that and be with family and have family to Hawaii. And we would put that all in our yearly plan. And it was such a good idea because it was much easier to mm -hmm. accomplish those so plans true. that you had. Writing things down, I think, really makes them real, too. Yes, it, it does. It puts them into existence rather than just being up in your head. And then even if it doesn't happen exactly that way, you still have that An idea, idea mm -hmm. planted, which is really, really great. Okay, so we're going to kind of start wrapping up this podcast. Like I said, Grandma Stanger is going to come back again. That's Stanger, not Stranger. And uh, although she is strange sometimes. <laughs> I am. She's funny. But I, she just brought up that she'd like to talk about some goals that she has for this next phase of her life. Would you like to share some of those? Yes, I would. I hope I can do more volunteer work. I Certainly my goals are to get back my full health again, again and um, spend more time with my children, my great-grandchildren and just help other people. I feel that helping people, other people, whether it be relatives or friends, is one of the biggest, I can't think of a word. That gifts. Gifts that one can have and do in mm -hmm. life. Thank you, Megan. I love that, Grandma, and I think that was her trying to sign off, but... <laughs> <laughs> we have the right word. <laughs> she, that was a beautiful, beautiful message, and I love it. Thank you for being here, Grandma. We are going to 
She's yawning. Cook dinner now. <laughs> it's time to cook some dinner. And I am spending the summer in California, so I'm going to be spending more time with Grandma, more time with my family before Chris and I head off to Florida in August. As always, never forget the power of believing in your dreams and pursuing your dreams. And if anyone has taught me that more than most people in this world, it's my grandma. Grandma, do you have any final thoughts you want to share? I just thank you, Megan, for doing this and the love that you've showed for me and the love I have for you. And I thank you and feel honored to be on this podcast. Of course. And we hope you are all inspired. More jokes will be coming. Grandma's also quite funny. We didn't get as much into her humor today, but she has taught me how to be funny in the world. Okay. Have a wonderful day. So that was my grandma. She's amazing. And now tune in for a very brief one of our outtakes that we took prior to recording this. Okay. Hi, I'm Janice. I'm glad to be on your program today. And what are we going to discuss? Well, that's really up to you. Tell us something funny. I'm going to have to think about that. I'm not (laughs) in a funny mood today. I'm getting treatments, very serious treatments. (laughs) What would you like me to say? Thank you for tuning in to Heart Show. If you liked this episode, please let me know, share with a friend, and leave a five-star rating if you so choose. To learn about further ways of working with me in art, wellness, or business, you're invited to click on my website or contact me with the info in the description. Wishing you a beautiful, creative, inspired day lived straight from the heart.